Hello, uh, welcome to Fallout Harsh Static. I'm Adario. I'm playing Jason Carter, the gunslinger who aims to bring justice to the Mojave Wasteland. Hello, I am Alaric, and I'll be playing Dr. Al Hoffman. Hi, I am Legacy, and I'll be playing Chanel. Hi there, I'm Termite, and I'll be playing Iris Winchester. And I'm Solomon, and I will be your storyteller or overseer for this evening. The survivors that we focus on came together at the 188 trading posts, all having been brought there for various reasons, some to trade, some to look for work, and others just to give a helping hand to the people. They had all been busy when a power-armored uh, scribe of the Brotherhood of Steel, one uh, Galen Portnoy, made his way close to the trading post saying that he was going to find an SOS from a downed vertebrate from the Brotherhood of Steel. Seeing a chance to earn themselves a few caps or possibly to get some goodwill with the Brotherhood of Steel or just to find something else to scavenge, the four the intrepid survivors and of course the smartest dog in the Mojave Wasteland all made their way towards the Divide, towards a settlement called Dry Gulch that had been uh, knocked out, had gone completely silent, that was causing the uh, Brotherhood of Steel members to investigate in the first place. Upon getting past a uh, rickety bridge, a number of rad roaches, and one unfortunate explosion, the group found a downed vertebrate with two Brotherhood Knights that were fending off a number of robots. After quickly dispatching the mechanical menace, they set to trying to get what they could from the vertebrates, so that way they could repurpose what was there, repurpose the wreckage, repurpose any materials that were there for the betterment of themselves and the, the knights. The two knights are still quite active. Arthur, having been wounded, but put back into fighting shape by Dr. Hoffman's quick work, and the knight that was that apparently is his commander, one knight, uh, Helen Layton, is still tough and ready, seeming ready to go, but she has a rather uh, intense wound on her leg that looks like it could get infected if not taken care of soon. And with all of your scavenging done from the vertebrate, what would you all like to do? I will let you all know. It is getting to the point due to the travel time that uh, due to the heat of the Mojave, you all, all of you are feeling a little bit thirsty and a little bit peckish. You could eat some of the rations that uh, Scribe Portnoy gave you and drink some of the water that he gave you as well to bring yourself back up to full in terms of hunger and uh, thirst. You don't have to worry about being too tired as of yet because it is still fair. Uh, you all, it was fairly early in your day. 
And of course, if you're injured, the food and water will heal your injuries a little bit. Yeah, Carter's going to busy himself, uh, seeing if he can find a tarp or something like that, stretching it out over uh, the side of the vertebrae so that the wounded knights can have shade while they rest up and the doctor works on them, sit down and drink from the trusty Vault 33 canteen. There it is. Uh, the good doctor is going to try and heal up both of them as best as he can over the next probably half hour or so. Okay, give me an intelligence and medicine check. Uh, one success. Okay, that is enough given your uh, medical training that you're able to basically uh, splint the leg and make sure that the actual wound part of it is covered so that way it doesn't get infected. And that uh, if whatever small fracture might have been there will set fairly quickly enough. Uh, is it possible to try and find like a piece of metal wreckage or something that we can have like a not a splint but like a, a crutch uh yes i would say that you could very easily fashion that with uh i'll just say it's going to take four units of the junk that you got from the vertebrae just slashing things together cool i assume the rest of you guys are okay with me doing that sure i mean we have 129 units of junk yeah <clears throat> That's a lot of junk in our trunk. It is why the ladies like me. Uh, anyways. <laughs> you shoot him yet? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Carter, who is basically giving a little bit of room a little bit of uh, privacy for the knights uh, while the good doctor takes care of them. What are Chanel and Iris doing? And of course, what is Maisie doing to help Chanel? Um, I'm actually going to go send, uh, go send, yeah, not Chanel, Maisie. Um, I'm going to yep. go send. <laughs> I knew Maisie was the actual character. Everybody yep. knows Maisie's in charge. Yeah, fair. Uh, no, I'm going to have um, Maisie go and sniff out to see if she can find anything that might be able to help the doctor heal. Um, she's got a really good nose. That she does. Let me just double check the rules for dog meat's senses. Not dog meat, Maisie. <laughs> the perk is dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me a two D twenty roll. The TN is, uh, un unfortunately, given the stats that that your dog currently has a TN is only a seven. So you have to try to roll under seven with the 2d20s. Okay. 
Mm, nope, she ain't finding anything. That's rough, nope. buddy. She is uh, sniffing around, but going back around to you because she knows that you, that you probably have what's left of the uh, little can of dog food <laughs> that uh, you were feeding her earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Maisie. Hey, can I please have some food? But I just fed you. Come on, Mama. Fine, fine, and she'll open up the dog, uh, the can of dog food again, and put it on the put on the floor so Maisie, um, so Maisie can um um go ahead and eat. Thank you, Mama. And then she's gonna dip her head in and start consuming. Perfect. And what is Iris up to? Good question. Yep. Um. She is tentatively helping the doctor with his, uh, with his medical, um, administrations. All right. Uh, one thing, there are two things I would like Iris to do for me. One, roll me intelligence and medicine. Just for shits and giggles. And then roll me intelligence and survival. Uh, so that's uh, two successes on the int medicine. And then in survival. Uh, no. Okay. So with the two successes for, from the uh, medicine check, you're able to basically make it so that uh, the while the doc did heal the wounds of uh, Knight Arthur, you're able to basically make it so that he is not as uncomfortable given how his how bad his wounds were. You're able to basically like gauze him up to the point where he is able to he doesn't like limp or hurt as much. It's just sort of like sore as opposed to like actually painful. But these are still Brotherhood Knights. And you know what that means for you. That's uh, part of the reason that she's not staying back. She doesn't want to have give them any reason to be suspicious. Understood. Knight Layton, after... Uh, making sure that she can stand uh, with the help of the crutch gives a salute to both you and the doctor. Uh, Knight Helen Layton with the Brotherhood of Steel. It's good that you arrived when you did. Uh, we came on behest of... Uh... A scribe, actually. We still have scribes out here? You yeah, had at least one. With Palmer armor, no less. How the fuck did we leave a scribe out here with the power? He was a mighty old fella. It seemed like he'd been uh, marching a long way out from the east trying to find your tr transmission. 
I just, we were reporting back to the West. I didn't even know that we still had someone out here listening in the East. What station was he from? I don't know if out of character, I remember what station, if he said. He did say, was it? I think it was Echo. Listening Post Echo, I believe. Yeah, it was Listening Post, yeah. it was in fact Listening Post Echo. Uh, I think he said it was Listening Post Echo. I don't know what that means, but. We sent the signal to have that cleared, what the fuck? Either mechanical incompetence or incompetence of the leadership. Either way, not something I can deal with right now. We were sent out here, hopefully, to figure out what, why exactly Dry Gulch had gone dark with a number of other small sediments around here having done much of the same. But when we got closer, our vertebrate took a hit from... I'm guessing it was an EMP. I'm not a scribe. I don't exactly know the ins and outs, but something that knocked that basically everything electronic on the vertebrate out sent us fucking careening. We lost our scribe detachment and our pilot, so that wasn't fun. It was only you two knights that were on board? We didn't think it would be a very big deal we thought that it was a, if there was any real threats it would, might be just raiders or something we could take care of with the from the vertebrate we weren't expecting to get knocked out of the sky fair enough well regardless uh, you're in good hands I do not know on how we will be able to get you out of here but Bird to bird, and he looks over to the crashed uh, bird in this case, will not be sufficient, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that the vertebrate is done for. Well, there's more than one way out of here. I expect we'll find some way to get you home. Even if we have to rig up something that we're dragging behind the truck. I mean, if nothing else, we could just take a seat, pop a squat in the back of the truck and just hang out for the time being. I, I want to help out, but, uh, well, my cadet's an idiot. And I'm not exactly in great fighting shape. And Knight Arthur looks like he's just like, hey, but doesn't actually like say anything. He just kind of looks bashful and a little ashamed. Well, if the goal is just to pull you out of here, I think we can put you in the back, make our way out as soon as we can, just as long as we can load yourself up as much as we can carry. It doesn't look like there's much left here that's going to threaten us. But, uh, you know, you're not in much fight in shape. We might be able to take a little look-see at uh, the area that you wanted surveilled and see what we can see from the ground and less susceptible to EMPs. Fair enough. Uh, and then uh, Carter, your Pip-Boy starts acting up, like the radio part starts acting up along with the radio in the vertebrate because the radio survived by some grace of God. And you, yeah. you all just hear... Uh, Hello? Can anyone hear one? 
two, one, two, anyone there? And it'll see uh, voice yes? right, Portnoy. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the actual Pip-Boy does not have a two-way radio. It's just, oh, it just receives. Yeah, but the radio inside the vertebrate can be used to confirm. All right, well, if Portnoy's not jumping on that, I will. No, Portnoy is, Portnoy is calling us to see if we're there. The oh, oh, sorry, I misheard that. I was getting my name. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, this is Carter. Good to hear your voice. Oh, uh, Mr. Carter, after you and your friends had left, I decided to just keep an eye on any weird readings, anything that might give an idea as to what caused that EMP. Just now, the, every all of my tools in my power armor started lighting up like the strip. Someone's broadcasting on a wide spectrum. Something boosted through the roof. I think it might be controlling remote devices, robots, and things like that. So this down vertebrate might have, shall we say, set off a broadcast that's going to bring robots boiling out from underneath the ground to murder everyone. Or something like that. I don't exactly know, but if... Did you run into robots or something? Yeah, Protectrons and a couple of the iBots. Oh, that's not good. If uh, this is something that is controlling that many, that many robots, then we may have a problem. One thing that uh, to note is that you also saw that there were the burnt husks of a, a couple of sentry bots which are much larger and much more dangerous, but they were taken out by the knights and the what fighters were remaining before you got here. Yeah, there's some heavy ordnance out here that um, was incapacitated by the time we arrived, but there's definitely some stuff out here, that's for sure. Well, that's concerning. If you are, I know that I just sent you all to go check on my compatriots. If you want to just bring them back here, I will pay you. But if you can make a slight detour, I think I can trace the signal to Blakeford, uh, a little bit to the northeast of your location. All right, I'll let everybody know. Um... Seems like something we might be able to check out, but I don't want to answer for others. Of course. Uh, I'll be here. Just let me know what you decide. Will do. And he'll hang up, turn around, march back. All right. So uh, the good scribe thinks uh, he might be able to get us a bit more compensation if we were to check out uh, a broadcast that's coming out of Blinkford? Bleakford? Um, not quite sure I caught the name, but it's uh, northwest of here. What do you mean, broadcasts? Something's waking up the uh, friends that we made, the robots. Um, might be controlling them, might just be activating them. Regardless, something's going on that's lighting up his powered armor uh, like it's the New Vegas Strip, as he put it. Hmm. Great. If we can get a uh, if we can get a, a, a pinpoint spot of where that might be, 
I can see if I can dig my hands in and, uh, hopefully at least get some suspicion of what it is, but things lighten up like Las Vegas or the new Vegas trip and, uh, um, that ain't normal. <laughs> no. That, uh, that's slightly concerning. That is more than slightly concerning. That is deeply concerning. Uh, if what this report is is completely and totally true and our theory is correct, we could be looking at the entirety of Mr. House's, well, security forces being turned upon everyone inside the strip itself. Iris, you down to go have a little look-see? Yeah, fuck it. Good attitude. I'll let him know. All right, Porter. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the uh, site that you mentioned. If you can get us some kind of more specific, I guess, reading on the location, maybe a latitude, longitude, that would be helpful. Or if you could direct us on how to get there from, he'll briefly describe the canyon that he's in. Uh, I think that's just a little bit southeast of the site that these gentlemen were investigating before they were downed. I can, you have a Pip-Boy, correct? Yes, I do. I will transmit the coordinates through the radio broadcast, and he immediately sets to it, and you get the coordinates basically uh, read out on the radio. Hey, look, a waypoint on the map. Thank you very much. All right, we'll go check it out. Looks like we've got a way to where we're going. We're good. Uh, Night Helen, Night Arthur, are you willing to come along? Uh, Night Arthur just says, well, I mean, yeah, um, if I can help, I will. Night Helen says, yeah, we'll tag along. I, again, leg, and she just points to the leg. I can get around with this crutch, but thanks again for that, Doc. But, uh, I don't know if I'm exactly in the best of fighting shapes. If a if it comes to a scrap, I'll try to help, but I don't know exactly how re ready I am to run around a place. Well, perhaps uh, just guarding the truck might be good enough. If nothing else, I can do that. Make sure no one steals your shit or anything. And worst case scenario, and we do not make it out, well, then at least you have a way to escape then too. I mean, yeah, but I'd much rather everyone get out of this if they can. I didn't mean to try to get civilians involved in this. I try to limit casualties of anyone not in the Brotherhood. Uh, the good doctor will lean in, pull out his own politics and say, don't worry. Not everyone here is a civilian. Before stashing them, giving a pat on the back and moving out. 
Uh, anyone who was present there could go ahead and give me a test of, let's go ahead and call it perception and sneak. Just like getting a like a side eye. If they wanted to go ahead and try to catch that, if the good doctor wanted to try make it very uh, un uh, like unassuming, he can give me a roll of agility and sneak. Or again, if he wants to spend a point of luck to make that a little easier, he can use luck instead. Carter doesn't notice. Bam. Doctor can certainly try. Yeah, neither does Chanel. And the doctor did in fact roll under, so he did get a success. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you are absolutely certain that the only people who saw your hollow tags were the ones you wanted to see your hollow tags. Perfect. Yeah, the two, uh, the two um, brotherhoods of steel and the dog. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Maisie sees all. So, you sash your holotags away, and the knights give you a knowing nod, and they will move to go ahead and pack up their stuff into the back of the truck. And uh, I would like a roll of... Well, I f you can go ahead and say what you wish to say, but I would like a roll of uh, perception and pilot from Chanel. <laughs> Macy's Macy, loud. calm down. <laughs> this is a lot of junk. Well, at least there's something to sit upon in the back of the truck. Yeah, you can make your own like little recliner with it, basically. All right, I got it. I got one success. Um. I believe pilot is a tag skill for me. Yes, it is. It's a tag skill, so two successes. Okay, you only needed one, so you're back to having uh, one action point in the pool because unfortunately the action point pool refreshes at the beginning of each session. No. So it's basically, if you have them in the session, use them or lose them. Maisie, calm down, Jesus. Is she is anxious to get on the road? Oh yeah, she's uh she's one for truck rides. She calls shotgun. Mm-hmm. Of course. And she gets shotgun. All of y'all can sit in the back. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you head over to Bleakford, and you can see that uh just with the path you're taking, like there was like sparse vegetation, like little shrubs and the, the occasional little uh, like little uh, sprouts of agave or jalapeno or whatever all around the place. But as you get closer to Bleakford, all of that seems to fade. It's all the plants around here are dead, basically. Anything on the Geiger counter? <laughs> Uh, just as I was about to say that, as you're getting closer, your Geiger counter goes. Tick, 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 tick. It, it is 
building in uh, intensity and uh, how quickly it ticks. It's not to the point where it is an immediate worry, but it is a sort of like an ambient there be radiation here. Yeah, not a place you'd want to live, but it's okay to travel through. Yeah, as long as you're not spending a whole lot of time here. Okay. He'll keep that to himself for now because no reason to, you know, rile people up, but just turn the volume down on the Geiger counter. Yep, it is uh, just a very quiet little uh, ticking at your arm that uh, you can keep track of. It's not, again, not super loud, but it's um, it's just being like, hey, uh, don't settle down here for too long. Well, I wasn't planning to build a farmstead or anything like that just yet. And the truck pulls up along a little uh, mesa, sort of overlooking Bleakford, and you can see that this place is... It is akin to what people think of when they say irradiated hellhole. It looks like a good number of the houses are burned. A A lot of the buildings look very dilapidated. And uh, Iris, with your rifle, does your rifle have a scope? It sure does. With your rifle scope and anyone using the pair of binoculars that you found at the Vertibird, you uh, can look down and see that there are moving figures, but they are figures moving erratically, and you know that they are ghouls. They're looking ghouls. Oh, I was going to say, they look like feral ghouls? Yeah, that answers that. Yep, feral ghouls. Oh, boy. That doesn't make me feel any better. Here, Uh-oh. Chanel, take a look. All right. She'll, um, she'll, she'll stop the car, and she's gonna peer out to see some, uh, some feral ghouls. Yep, a lot of feral ghouls. You see one that, uh, hits you a little bit, because it looks like it is some, it is a female ghoul that was dressed up to the nines. It gives you pangs of remembrance for uh, old lady Teresa. But this is uh, whereas old lady Teresa had not gone feral. This is a very more much more animalistic look. The it's just kind of uncanny with how similar the dresses are. Damn. Oh, this is going to break my heart to do this. And she's going to um, pull down the um, pull down the the um, uh, the the um, I keep wanting to call it the Prindle. It's not the Prindle. <laughs> uh, the gear shift. Yeah, there you go. She's going to put down the gear shift, look back and. Uh, I suggest if you're able to hold on, uh, keep yourselves uh, flat on your asses. Don't uh, sit on anything too high ground, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting ready for takeoff, and um, oh, she's hell. going to um, she's Us? going to put the pedal to the metal. Okay. <laughs> give, me a, give me another roll of perception and piloting. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh. I got a three and a five. Okay. It's, I forget. It's piloting a tag skill for you. It is. That it is. And uh, is your rating three or higher? Um, papa. Yep. Okay, so that is two successes from that three and a success from the five. So it's a total of three successes, mm -hmm. which is what you needed to not eat shit and crash in the, on the way down. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah! <laughs> not what I would want. So you are making your way down. Anyone who wants to, as you're speeding along the path downward closer to the uh, town can give me rolls of perception and survival to just sort of scope out points of interest in the town from this uh, area, from yeah, the entire point. Definitely doing that. Yeah. Uh, nope. I got two successes. Nice. Nada. Ooh, a complication. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Doc Doctor, uh, you were just taking a look around and you were just like, I wonder what is out there. And then you just hear, hold on to your, to your butts. And you go, fuck and immediately <laughs> fall back in the bed of the truck as it begins speeding away and you take a point of damage as you hit your head pretty hard on a old clock. Because you were not prepared. You doing all right there, Doc? Nine! I told you! Keep your flat, uh, keep your ass flat on the truck when we're going this fast. I am not responsible for you hurting yourself. So no, you cannot take anything that I own. Um, you suck, Fraulein. <laughs> hey, so. I warned you. The first one is free. The second one you're gonna pay for. <laughs> I'm already paying for it. Now, whose fault <laughs> is that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's yours. Hmm. <laughs> I gave y'all the warning. Warning doesn't work if you don't give us time to actually heed the warning. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to stay and wait for the feral ghouls to come and jump in the truck? That's what I thought. Thank you very much. They didn't seem to be noticing us. They were uh, a bit distracted. One of them made eye contact with me. Mm -hmm. Right. Through the binoculars? Do you know how ghouls, ghouls work? Oh, you know, never mind, never mind, never mind. Carter, you managed to uh, take a hold as you're speeding downwards, and you can see that there are a few buildings that come that uh, really draw your attention. There is what's there is what looks to be a large apartment building that is not completely burned out. It could be something there. Uh, if just from like the old sci-fi type movies that you've seen back in the vault you know that if there's a signal, it usually has to come from somewhere high up. So the thoughts, so you take, you look up a little bit as opposed to just looking around at the various buildings. There are the houses and there's a, like uh, a cafe in near like a, what would be considered like a main street sort of area. 
but the main points of interest that you could think of would be the water tower, the radio broadcasting area, and possibly the largest house there, which is which looks to be like a sort of larger sort of estate building as opposed to just like a little suburban type household. All right. Uh, yeah, he'll point, reach, point out, make for the radio tower over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she will do just that. Alrighty. So, making your way over to the radio station, given the fact that you are in a truck, uh, most of the, any ghouls that would, that would be paying attention, you just sort of immediately lose, immediately lose interest because you're speeding past them for the most part. And heading over to, uh, WKAK radio. You see that there is a small, it's basically a small, really squashed type of building that just happens to have like a large antenna sticking out of the top of it with the what looks to be a as you look look in through a window you can see like there's a front office and possibly where the recording booth is in the back and you do not see any ghouls that are inside of the building at the moment at least none that are immediately visible Okay. All right. Well, if I was going to broadcast something, it would probably be from the radio station. Looks like the building's fairly well protected. I guess the only thing we got to do is get in. You know, I might be able to help with that. I thought you might. (laughs) I thought you just might. So the front door is, in fact, chained and padlocked. The chains and padlock look rusty, but they are uh, still, like, viable. I'm going to need a perception and lockpicking test from Iris. All right, and I'm going to go ahead and use a bobby pen. Go right ahead. Uh, That is one success. All right. You work at it for a little bit. The rust is sort of making it a little bit harder to turn the uh, actual mechanism, but then you hear a nice click, and the padlock basically comes fully apart in your hand because of how rusty it is. But the chains drop, and you're able to enter the front door. Well, I guess I'll go first, since uh, this works better in close range than you're right. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Right in the front door. So you head through the front door. You can see that it's a little office area with a receptionist desk by the door, sort of meant to greet anyone. There is a skeleton that looks like it got blasted back into the chair uh, in the tattered remains of a dress. And you can see that there are a few skeletons strewn about the place as well at at desks or near near an old water cooler that uh, is really making your t- your Geiger counter start ticking a lot louder. Nope, not drinking that water. And you, 
as you get closer to the back, you can see that there is like the uh, little light sign on top above the door that would read that would read on air for if it was live. And you can tell that this is the DJ that it, you are getting closer to the DJ booth. The DJ booth being the thoroughfare to where the ladder would probably be to actually get up to the roof to get to the antenna. Excellent. He's going to take it slow just in case this is booby trapped because he's a little gun shy after Chanel's bottle cap fun. Uh, give me a roll of perception and uh, survival. Uh, I got an 18 and a critical success with a three. Excellent. Uh, you can tell that this place is not booby trapped. This place seems to have been largely left alone. Like, at least in terms of anyone being here to lay traps or anything. But you So, can't like, tell. thick dust and stuff? Yeah. There, there are, like, footprints, but they, but from the way that they're scattered about, you can tell it's just from uh, the residents of the town walking through in their animalistic feral state. All right, well, he'll jump into the DJ booth, just check to see if there's any power to anything, and if not, keep moving through, try to find the ladder up to the antenna, because maybe somebody's patched into the structure from outside. One thing that you do notice when you get to the DJ booth is like you just move to open the door and you can feel it is blocked. And you just like jiggle the door. It's not locked. There's just something on the other side that will take a, a, a strong shoulder or a strong kick to the uh, door to possibly clear the blockage. A switch would take a strength and athletics test. Iris, you want to give me a hand with this? I mean, I can try. And I would like uh, perception and survival tests from the good doctor and Chanel while they're handling this. Hey, survival and perception. And Iris, if you're going to assist, I would like you to go ahead and roll strength and athletics and and Carter can do the strength and athletics roll fr- uh, as well. All right. Uh, so that'll be one die from Iris and two dice from Carter. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, success on oh, but one critical success and then one regular success. Ooh. I got no successes. Unfortunate. Yeah. This is making up for almost blowing me up last week. Almost. Well, Carter got two successes to force the door open. Iris got nothing. Iris, you basically throw yourself up against the door and just poof. Ow. But Carter's just like, nah, nah, this is how you do it. And just like every single time you've seen a cop bust open a door in the movies, you just give it a good kick. And the uh, chair that was sort of lodged under the uh, door handle just goes just flying across the room, hitting the back wall. And you can see that there is the skeleton of the DJ at the recording area. You can see that there is a note as well by the skeleton. What's it say? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I have an urgent update. Unnamed sources in Bleakford have informed me that our own mayor has cut a deal to turn our town into a dumping ground for hazardous waste materials for a period of no less than 26 consecutive months. And then, then like in parentheses, like nearby, just scratched in is a uh, note to self. Get the listeners angry. The matter they are, the more they listen. The more they listen, the bigger the advertising revenue. <laughs> he honestly just laughs at it and just checks it over his shoulder. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's like, well, there's something that doesn't matter anymore. Pretty much. Just a bunch of old, just an old note from before the bombs fell. You do uh, get through Chanel. You uh, are following along, having given a little, given Carter and Iris a little bit more room to work. But you can hear that growling, that sort of like <laughs> of feral ghouls that could that do seem to be getting a little bit closer. They don't seem to be like rushing the building, but with the sound of the crash of how Carter kicked the door in, might be that that something's gotten their attention a little bit. You might not have long before you, you have company. Ah, well, shit. <clears throat> um, everybody get your weapons out and ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be having some unpleasant company joining us this evening. And uh, she's going to give out a little <laughs> Maisie. And Maisie will just look up at you like. Eh? And she's going to um, um, give the little hand signal that she gives whenever like bad people are around to get her ready. And Maisie. Little, like, boop. <laughs> Yep, Maisie just get, just gets down a little bit lower. Uh, her hackles raising, just and so. uh, I'm gonna keep uh, one of my one of my um one of my baseballs. Um, the moment that I see ferals uh coming up, I'll just get ready to throw. Okay, Carter. And Iris, as you are heading further into this place, you do actually find the ladder up to the roof to the uh, antenna. You look up and it is just this like garish uh, amalgamation of rusted metal and uh, like regret because it has been completely and utterly just wrecked by the blast and by disrepair and the elements all just coming together to make this to make this antenna look like it is standing. But uh, if there was another strong breeze, like if uh, if one of the storms of the divide actually came out this way, this antenna would topple over very easily. If you would like to go ahead and give me a perception and sneak roll for me. I will. Iris can give me this test as well. Two successes. Okay. One success. All right. 
With the pass to test, the action point pool for the party has gone up to three out of the maximum of six. You look up at this large relic of the old world, and you can feel the power that it once had, the way that it would give everyone more knowledge, give everyone more music, more joy, more stories. And you can tell that if this where the best place to put anything that might give out another signal from it. But it's but it is not there. The way that this place that this antenna is busted down and rusted, anything that might actually give enough strong enough strength of a signal to actually put out enough power would probably cause it to start to lean to one side or to even just completely fall because of just how battered and rusted it is. But from this vantage point, you can see the water tower and it doesn't look as rusted. It looks like it has been because it's it is surrounded by larger buildings. It looks like the uh, dust storms from the divide have not uh, whipped at it as much, and it looks like it is stronger and it's about as tall as the antenna is. Well, I guess we made a wrong turn coming here, but at least we can confirm that that is still in good shape. Quick glance back down to where uh, Chanel and Dr. Hoffman are. Yeah, they are uh, basically. Uh, I, I'm guessing that Chanel and Dr. Hoffman stayed outside. Uh, Chanel definitely did. Okay. Uh, staying outside, you got you, like Carter can basically move to the edge of the building and just look down and see them. You're. Uh, it's not a very tall building itself. The tallest part is the antenna. So if you wanted to, you could just drop down. It might be a little bit of a, of a tumble if you're not careful about it. But if you could just quickly hop down if you need. Oh, he's just gonna. He's totally gonna hop down. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Give me an agility and athletics test, please. Duck and roll. Hey, that's a success. Uh, that is, uh, that is two successes. All right. So you managed to hop off the low end of the building. Carter, you uh, do the standard superhero landing from all those old flicks and you realize, ow, that's really bad on the knees. That's really hurts the knees. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Uh, Iris, you're fine. Uh, and you, but you know where you need to go if you wanted to. But also, of course, this entire town is largely untouched. If you wanted to stay a little bit more and try to find some more things here on top of whatever might be causing the signal, you probably could. But as you settle in again and get back up from your uh, <laughs> landing on your knee real hard. Maisie's telling you not to do that. <laughs> you... She gives the best medical advice. She's the second smartest person in the Mojave Desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling and that uh, there, there are things are coming 
and you can see from where there are a bunch of buildings that there are a number of ghouls coming. There look to be a grand total of four ghouls that look to be emaciated and their clothes in tatters. They're probably a, l- a little bit more uh, weak given the just the state of their bodies. But they look to be led by a type of ghoul that some of you have probably only heard about that is glowing, brimming with the radiation that fuels them. A glowing one. And I would like a reminder of everyone's initiative, please. 15. Uh, 17. 12. 12. Alrighty, and I'm going to go ahead and say that the knights in their wounded state are going to stay in the back of the truck, but they will take pot shots from the back at the end of the round because they are also still dealing with injuries from fighting robots. So, uh, to the shock of no one, Iris is going first. Alright, um, gonna go ahead and, oh, good. I will just let you know right now, the ghouls are two zones away and quickly advancing. Okay, well. Is it worth? Yeah, I think I'm gonna, uh, how many action points are we at, three? Three, yes. Okay, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, take the increase in difficulty to shoot them. Um, to be able to take the aim action or minor action. Okay. Um, and then would y'all mind if I spent an action point for another, for an extra die? Uh, go for it. All right. So I'll be rolling against whatever their defense is plus one. That'll be a grand total of diff- uh, Are you shooting at a regular weakened ghoul or are you shooting uh, at the glowing one? Shooting at the glowing one. Okay, so the defense of the glowing one with this difficulty increase will be two. All right. All right, I'm going to go ahead and reroll that 18. You're right ahead. Okay, nothing changed. Uh, That is two successes, though. Okay, so with those two successes, you do, in fact, hit. Please go ahead and uh, roll me 1d20 so we can figure out where exactly you hit. A two. Is that the head? Uh, I believe it is. Hell yeah. It is, in fact, the head. You got him right in the dome. All right. Which is six. Uh, four damage. <laughs> All right. The bullet impacts on the head of this creature, and you can see that it its head snaps back and it stumbles a little bit and then just shakes his head and looks up and goes. <laughs> and uh, is now moving specifically closer to Iris. 
Next up is Carter. It's your turn. Right. So what was the result for with Iris shooting the uh, glowing one? He's mad uh, at me. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little bit peeved. Was it a lot of damage or was it a little damage? It was uh, four. It was four. They got reduced a little bit by just how like sort of like caked on with radiation and like excess grime that this being is. Well, um, I am gonna. Is there a notion of holding action? Uh, there is a. Uh, I will say that there is an action to. There is a way for you to hold your action. Uh-oh. So if you wanted to wait for him to come back, you could. I or think we lost. Uh, I think we lost. Uh, okay, there we go. There we go. Never mind. I lied. I lied. Uh, I lied. The handgun's not going to cut it. Uh, against ghouls this far away. So basically he can't do a whole lot until the ghouls get closer and he would like to reserve his action until they do. Alrighty. So you are going to go ahead and wait for him to to move within the same range or are you uh, moving a little bit closer and then just holding action? Uh, two zones away right now. He's gonna he's gonna wait for them to move uh, move within range. Okay. Next up is the the glowing one has the same initiative as the players, but I'm going to give the uh, initiative priority to the players. So Chanel and the good doctor, what you doing? How far am I able to throw this thing? You can throw it uh, if you want to hit it accurately and not have increased difficulty one zone away. You can try to throw it two zones away, but that will increase the difficulty for getting the full damage to three. Okay. Um, and are any of them a zone away? They are all two zones away at the moment. They are they were just coming out of like from like behind buildings and alleyways and such and making their way closer. there a way that I can hold my action and wait for them to get a zone away before? Yeah, you can hold like what uh, a Carter is doing. I will say that you are able to hold your action for when they get a zone away. Perfect. Um, and then um, uh, Maisie will also um, hold an action. She's going to ankle bite one of them. Okay. And what is the good doctor doing? Well... Seeing as he has a pistol here, uh, he's also going to be aiming and holding an action. Kind of a uh, an echo chamber here now. Yep. <laughs> well, we've just invented Napoleonic combat, so... Just, just, just a bit. <laughs> you know. I mean, there was an entire other group that was trying to reinvent Roman Legion combat, so... I mean, yeah, we, we are... Well that turned out for them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> guess at least we're fighting with far more accurate weapons this time around yeah so they all these ghouls just hiss and growl and gurgle and rush closer towards you the glowing one doesn't move one space like the like its uh constituents it moves two zones to get right up uh, in the face of everyone here. 
thus triggering, triggering a whole bunch of reactions. Chanel, would you like to fire to throw your grenade at the glowing one, which is in your face, or would you like to th throw your grenade at its constituents, which are one zone away? Um, they're they're within a uh, yeeting distance now. They are within yeeting distance. <laughs> Grave mistake. Um, okay. Disney's gonna ankle bite the one that's right in our face. Okay. So you go ahead and roll for your uh, perception and explosives. Mm -hmm. Carter, I would like a roll of agility and small guns. And I and our good doctor, I do believe that you roll perception and energy weapons for your laser pistol. Yeah. Three successes for Carter. Oh. Uh, you did aim, though. I did aim, so I can reroll at least one of them. Fair enough. Yeah. Please. Um, I would like to wow. spend two luck points to reroll those. Ooh, it's gross. Okie dokie. And I also spend two luck points to reroll this absolutely godshit rolls of the 18, 17, and 17. Yes, you can. Cool. Just remember, your luck uh, will come back when you sleep or when you take a moment to look at a, a memento that is important to you. Okay. I rolled... Um, damn. I rolled one success. Nada. Unfortunate for the doctor. Well, five dice. If this was a D&D, I'd be hitting like a truck right now, but... Yeah, so comes the issue of not rolling low, rolling poorly. That's me. So, doctor, you were like, okay, I will take care of this. Shiza, as it just like sprinted like a mad animal right closer towards you, going for Iris, but the fact that it was moving so quickly is a little unnerving. And so you uh, take your shot, but it goes wide, unfortunately. Carter, however, you were ready for this. You were you have seen plenty of the old of the old Night of the Living Dead type flicks. You were ready for this and you just get put off one of the greatest shots of your life as it comes rushing past you. Oh, I uh, I also neglected to mention um, I am spending a luck point to activate my perk, but it will activate or not at your discretion should it be appropriate. Okay. I will keep that in mind. All right. So, yes, back to what we were doing. So you hit this thing with two extra successes. Would you like to bank those extra successes for the pool or would you like to turn them into extra damage? I'm going to bank those successes for the pool based on the way that other people have been rolling. Fair enough. Would you like to spend? Are you spending only one shot, or are you trying to go for a uh, like a little bit of a burst to try to put as many bullets into this thing as possible? He's going to double tap the guy. Okay, so two extra shots, so that'll be one extra dice of damage. So feel free to go ahead and roll that. All and, right. And Chanel, since you got one success, you can roll three damage dice to see how much damage you deal to the regular ferals. Okay. So that is, hold on one moment. One. 
Seven damage. All right. Seven damage to the uh, glowing one. And where are you hitting it? Since you can just choose where you want to hit it. Oh, it goes in the head. Zombies always get shot in the head in the movies. That's fair. Pretty sure there's a quest for that in Fallout 3. Uh, Chanel, you throw your grenade and it doesn't land where you would hope that it landed. It just sort of rolls a little bit and like gets behind the uh, ghouls. But it does still deal damage to them. They do still get caught in the blast. Unlike uh, the glowing one, these ghouls don't seem to have any of that like thick layered grime on them. So they don't mm-hmm. seem to be armored in any sort of way. So they just yeah. took that damage flat. All right, and mine is vicious too. So yeah. So if you had ro- if you had rolled uh, a five or a six, it would deal two damage. Just as a reminder, if you want, you can spend a luck point to roll re-roll that three to try to get a five or a six or a one or a two. Fair enough. Each luck point you can spend, you can roll re-roll up to three damage dice. So yeah, re- using it to only re-roll one is a little bit of a waste. Now it's time for the destroyer of galaxies, Maisie. Mm-hmm. I'm not wolf wolf. That exactly. Bark. Bark Bjork. Heck. Sniff. <laughs> sniff, sniff, sniff. Alright. Um. Come on, Maisie. Would you like to roll for Maisie or shall I? Uh, I'll roll for her. What do I get to meet? Uh, the target number is seven for biting. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, and she rolled a 22. Maisie goes for a chomp at this thing and unfortunately just like goes right between its legs and ends up biting at it like a gnarled root just <laughs> You only realized a little bit after she was biting at it that it was not in fact the glowing one that she was biting. God dang it, girl. <laughs> You're trying your best. <laughs> she certainly uh, is trying her uh, best. That's, that is rough, by the way. Um, I'm out of grenades. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um, And I have nothing else to fight with. So this is going to be fun, y'all. <laughs> Oh, boy. On the plus side, the knights get to take some pot shots with their laser rifles. That is one hit from Knight Arthur. And three successes from uh, Knight Layton. They also give a few shots at the glowing one, which still seems to be up and moving fairly well. Uh, Which is a little bit concerning, given the fact that it is it doesn't have any armor. It's just glowing with radiation and hatred, basically. And as you you see them blast into this thing, (laughs) 
you see that it just glows brighter and brighter and brighter. And then it gives a burst of bright radioactive energy. There it is. Not my favorite. Does anyone have radiation armor? Not that I'm wearing. Unfortunately. Uh, yes. Technically. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Okay. Not as bad as it could have been. Everyone in the same zone as the glowing one. Which is everyone takes three radiation damage. Which does not only deal regular damage to you, unless you, have, of course, have radiation armor. It lowers your maximum HP by the amount of radiation damage you take. For how long? Uh, until you uh, find time to rest or you take some rat away. Okay. Um, I, I have two uh, radiation damage reduction, so that brings it down to one? Yes. Okay. Oh, weird. I have this thing that says that I'm immune to radiation. How odd. I wonder why that yeah, is. Can't imagine why I'd be immune to radiation. Hmm. Iris is secretly a ghoul. She's just wearing the skin of someone else. She's just got a really good skin tailor. Oh, that's Hold awful. On. Is that where Tommy went? <laughs> I was just going to say she um, found some excellent, excellent lotion. Is what happened there. Oh, has amazing skin routine. My, mo- my, my, lotion made of, me. my lotion is made of lead. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Really clears the pores. Oh, God. And the mind. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Is that <laughs> why I am the fourth most smartest person in the office? Absolutely. Got yep. it. Being around all those lead pipe mufflers. All right. So <laughs> uh, we are back at the top with Iris. All right. So the glowing one is uh, gone because he blew himself up. Uh, Hilariously. No, yeah, it's right. not, well, it yep. not a uh, like self detonation is more of just a sort of burst of energy outward from itself. All right. Well, I don't like that. That is fair. Uh, can I can I move away and shoot it? You can. Yes. Cool. I'm going to do that. Fair enough. Uh, uh, that is a success. Okay. So, given that you're in the ideal uh, range, you do, in fact, hit. Go ahead and roll me where you hit it, please. Thirteen. Looks like the right arm. You do, in fact, hit it in the arm. Go ahead and roll that sweet damage. 
That's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six damage, ignoring two damage reduction. All right. And with all of the damage that this thing has taken before in the opening volley from uh, Carter and the Knights and you, you see that it uh, takes that damage and its arm just completely flies off in a in bloody glowing green chunks. It is still up, but it is, looks like it is barely hanging on to the Barris thread into life. Uh, and Iris uh, takes like one, her free hand, <laughs> wipes her face of all the blood, and just flicks it off. Yep. Carter. Carter just looks at the glowing one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Just no. Go ahead and roll that beautiful uh, attack. Uh, that's going to be one success. Okay. So you do, in fact, hit. I'm guessing you're hitting it in the head. Yes. Roll the damage for me, please. Three damage. Which is just enough because it ha it was at one hit point for the head to turn into a smattering of blade chunks, also hitting Iris in the face somehow. <laughs> oh. Iris, you wish that you were that you no longer had the ability to taste because some got in your mouth. And with that, we are down to uh, Maisie, who is with Chanel and the good doctor. But as everyone sees the glowing one die, you all hear something. You hear the twangs of a guitar of tight nylon nylon strings and from a nearby alleyway you see a figure just sort of like dart out quickly and Carter you've seen a, f a figure before dressed very akin to how you are this is not that figure this is a figure that seems to be wearing what looks to be an old cowboy-esque outfit, but specifically a uh, Mexican caballero outfit with a uh, very well-designed and very short uh, sombrero. But he and whereas the figure that you know of is a is full on, just looks like a normal person. This figure is a ghoul with a short pencil mustache on its lip. We've got, we've got a freaking Calavera gunfighter. That's amazing. And he just like rushes out and you see him like fan fire the, his revolver and just tear two of the remaining ghouls into chunks, just eviscerating them with his revolver, ducking behind another uh, into another alleyway, and you hear a the chord on the nylon guitar finish off. Yep. What in the fuck was that? Uh, sometimes that happens. <laughs> no, no, it does not. 
you're going to need to explain that later. More shooting, less talking. <laughs> now, Chanel. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you are at the moment out of grenades. But despite this, you'd know that you are that you have a truck full of junk. And while you couldn't probably couldn't make anything like really substantial, given even just a little bit of time and a decent enough check for, of demolitions, you could probably put together at least something that would go boom. It might not go boom very strong, but something that would go boom. Mm. Or you could try to keep the attention of the ghouls, drawing them towards you or towards like in a specific direction. And that would make and I would let you use that as a sort of rally action, which would let you decide how you want to test and you would generate action points based on how many successes you get just for the party's pool. All right. Um. Hmm. I don't want them to get right up in my party's face. Um, I'm gonna keep them at the 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 at the zone that they're at, so there's no, so they they're not getting attacked by ghouls. Um, how far away is my truck? Uh, oh, you're right by your truck. Your truck is in the same zone as you are. Okay. Your truck also does have enough fuel that if you wanted to use it as a weapon, you probably could. Hey, 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 uh, 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 facilitator. Would you like to go ahead and roll me perception and, uh, pilot to utilize your truck as a weapon? Yep. Please um, do. As I am... Uh, I, I run and uh, I see that I'm I'm kind of SOL and I don't like throwing just any crap around. If I'm gonna make something go boom, it's gonna go boom. Um, I uh, so I am I am um I'm gonna get in my truck. Hey, legacy. I, I'm going to um. I can't hear you. I'm gonna throw on the radio and um, blast Big Iron. It's always Big Iron. It's, it's always, always Big Iron. Big iron. <laughs> the, there is no bigger iron than a truck. There is no bigger iron than a truck. Um, and uh, I'm gonna back up use the um use the bed of my truck to um hit as many of them going backwards and then i'm going to pull forward and hit the rest with my truck <laughs> oh boy okay give me a roll of uh perception at yeah let's go ahead and keep it perception because you gotta like make sure you roll you back up enough and actually hit them so perception and pilot okay are we cool if I use an action point to get an extra die? Uh, yes. yes. Go for it. Four, so. All these poor knights in the back of the truck are going to have shaken baby syndrome after this. <laughs> oh, they'll be fine. <laughs> they got nothing but marbles in their head anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Um, 
that is one success. I would like to spend a luck point to re-roll one of those dice. Go right ahead. All right. And that's my last luck point. Nope, no, no das. Um, so one success. Okay. They only had a defense of one. Mm-hmm. So I would like you to go ahead and roll me. We're just going to go ahead and call it 10 combat dice because you're just backing a full on truck into <laughs> <laughs> emaciated feral ghouls. <laughs> Got it. How much roadkill can we make tonight, Dave? No kill like overkill. Um, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight damage. Okay. So is the, is the truck considered vicious? <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes okay. it is. Then that's two, three, uh that that's two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen damage uh to the tune of big iron <laughs> there were some ghouls there now there is a red greasy smear and a loud crunch as they go under the wheels are there any left for the doctor to shoot at there is one that looks like it has lost its legs and is crawling at you quite pitifully That's how you do combat, right? I did that, right? Right? Like, that. that's how you uh, uh, kill things? <laughs> Doctor's just going to try and mercy kill the last one. Roll it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Critical. <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, you are able to move up to it, put your foot like right on its shoulder and put the barrel of your last of your uh, laser pistol right to it, the back of its head and blow its brains out through the front of its face. And with that combat finished, everyone uh, is a little bit dirtier, covered in ghoul bits and blood and a little bit of radiation. Speaking of, given the amount of time that you've already spent in this little location, everyone who doesn't have radiation immunity or radiation armor takes one point of radiation damage. And what and what do you all do? What do you all talk about? Uh, you, uh, as a reminder, everyone did, in fact, see a ghoul vaquero just appear out of nowhere, blast two ghouls apart with a 44 magnum and then disappear. Uh, yeah, you see, I'd be more than happy to unpack what we just saw, but, um, uh, be more than happy to unpack what we just saw, but, uh, unfortunately, um, I'm at, uh, nine hit points maximum. So, um, we should just go to the water tower and deal with that first. That's where the broadcast is likely coming from. Mm-hmm. Deal with that, and then we can <clears throat> potentially take some time to search the town. If you'd like, I'd rather get out of here sooner rather than later. The truck's pretty full of junk. Oh, 
Perhaps we can leave what we find if it is not junk. Uh, we can bring that along, but leave any junk that we still find more of here. As long then. as we're fast, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, heading on over to the water tower. I'm guessing you're hopping back into the truck and taking it and taking that way, so you're not having to trek through the streets. That's right. I will not require a check because you're actually driving on streets, which is odd. Because even though they're cracked, there is actual pavement as opposed to driving along dirt roads. You head to the water tower, which uh, is actually on a in a little higher in area of the town, but is still being blocked off and protected from the winds by uh, other buildings that sort of surround it. There is a chain link fence that sort of would be protecting it, but at the moment is looking very dilapidated and very busted down. And you can see that there is a, a small service shack at the tower's base, which looks to be sort of like where the people would go to uh, keep an eye on the water pressure, the water, uh, if the water is contaminated at all. And you can see that there is a terminal that looks a little bit odd because it looks newer. It looks like it was put there. Well, it probably shouldn't be there. That's not normal. Mm. Specifically, it is a Robco terminal. You also see that there is a uh, toolkit that looks to be full of various uh, mechanical tools, but there also seem to be a few little gadgets that are a little bit higher tech. Some of them that uh, the good doctor recognizes from the archives about the soldiers of Navarro. And a couple that Iris recognizes from way back east. Would anyone like to access the Robco terminal? Yes. Uh, intelligence and <clears throat> science, if you would, please. Oh, yes. Oh, look, a critical success, too. Okay. With the two successes, you're able to get through the very easy encryption on the uh, terminal because whoever put it out here probably wasn't expecting a lot of higher thinking. Two-fisted scientists. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see that there is a uh, what looks to be a few logs, but there also looks to be a status report. Well, let's look at the status first and then download the logs to the pit boy. Okay. The status first uh, shows uh, Robco Industries Unified Operating System, copyright 2075 to 2077. Uh, welcome to Robco Industries term link and then system status. Warning. Blockage detected in main outlet pipe. Immediate maintenance required. Warning. Increased levels of carbonic acid, hydrogen sulfide, methane contamination. De Detected. Flush and decontaminate holding vessel immediately. 
and everyone who would like to can give me an intelligence medicine or intelligence science test to figure out what exactly that might entail. Um, <laughs> I get uh, Carter gets distracted by his shoes. Unfortunate. You oh come on! In science. Yes. All right, those are the same. No idea. Mm. Hell yeah! Don't worry, guys. I'm the fourth smartest person. I'm sure I've got this. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and re-roll that complication. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh my god! Hell yeah! It's a success. Two successes for me. I got one success. Don't worry, yeah. guys. I'm now the third smartest person in the Mojave. <laughs> As Carter's reading these off, the way he's reading them off is kind of slowly. It's just sort of giving the doctor just this little like twitch, just like, come on, just give, me, give me the information. I, I don't know what you're saying. However, uh, the way that he's reading off is slow enough that uh, Chanel is able to pick up on that immediately because a lot of the, because some of those uh, same sort of volatile chemicals can be used for bombs, especially the methane, because you, you utilize a lot of fertilizer when you're making your your uh, baseball grenades. Mm -hmm. We had to slow down the logic speaking in order for Chanel to understand. Mm-hmm. And Iris, you've you know this sort of general makeup of what this is. Uh, there's a corpse in the water tower. Oh, so, which is probably what's causing the intense uh, contamination of the water here. On top of, you know, the radioactive uh, toxic waste that was dumped here for several months straight. And then, you know, the and then nuclear bombs. fallout. <laughs> yes. So uh, just just everything going wrong to make this place toxic for all life, except for ghouls. Well, if I wasn't already recommending you didn't drink the water, um, I definitely recommend nobody drinks the water in this town. I take a sip from my trusty Vault 33 canteen. <laughs> Um, I wasn't intending to, but why? I'm pretty sure there's a corpse in the water tower. Oh. He, he gets that look like, oh, that makes sense, and then stops for a minute and starts thinking about how a corpse would get into a water tank uh -huh. and get those. Never mind. Uh, well, let's see what these logs say. Yeah, check the logs. Uh, if they don't have anything interesting, uh, it might not be a bad idea to check on whatever got stuck in there. Because the... it's not a place that things usually wind up accidentally. No. The first log that you pull up 
seems to have been from roughly four months ago. It is a log that starts off by saying, I finally managed to get some of my tools here. It's been a long road, but I think I can use this place as a decent relay area. The vault has been good to me. It's given me all that I need in terms of tools and enough workspace and enough robots in order to make sure that what I'm working towards can come to fruition. But the signal can only go so far. Vault-Tex radios weren't exactly built to last 200 years. Save for those that they put in the fucking pit, boys. Angry. Hope hopefully. I can use this as a sort of forward operating area, send my robots out from the old mechanic shop a few streets over. If something goes wrong, if someone comes to investigate, they can mop them up quickly and quietly. No one will expect that robots are here, that everyone knows that Bleakford has been in a radiated hellhole for so long. I don't know how much longer this particular mask will last but hopefully it'll be long enough that I can set up the relay booster at the top of the water tower and then the second log is from about two weeks ago so checking it you see you can tell that there is more urgency just from like uh the fact that a lot of sentences are shorter damned brotherhood caught onto one of my signals Come, coming after me coming to investigate i can't let them stop me here not now need to ex expedite the process i will not let this fleshy body be my tomb Need to throw them off the trail, need to enhance the number of ghouls here. Make them more feral, make them stronger. One of the glowing ones up in the water tower should do it. They drink the water, they get stronger, more radiation. Keep them busy. Give me time. Alright, so we don't open the water tower. No. Uh, I think we got a bona fide mad scientist on our hands here. It certainly seems that way. So, worried about a fleshy prison. Maybe he wants a robot body. Doesn't have enough robots. Definitely has a knack for Robco controls. So, whatever he was doing involved getting in some kind of Robco facility, I would assume. Mm. And he definitely killed this entire town by putting a thing in the water tower. Mm, we just, the town was already dead. Ghouls are not dead. They're just very sick. Yeah, well, there are still ghouls wandering around, so I wasn't talking about them. If anyone wants to, they can give me an intelligence science or intelligence medicine. Maybe yeah, all right. Mm -mm. 
my rolls will be better. Well, he did say that there was some uh, mechanic shop. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe it might be worth checking that out over there. Sure, I have a success and a complication. I have two successes. I have a success. I'm not gonna bother. Fair enough. <laughs> you, you, you use your luck. You're good. Uh, Carter and Iris. What Carter said kind of rings true. Uh, it's very possible that there that some of the ghouls that were living here weren't feral. But given the enhanced dose of radiation brought on by dumping a uh, glowing one into the water tower and contaminating the water even further to hell and back, possibly brought on any ghouls that were not feral to becoming feral faster. Carter, your head also hurts at this point, so you will take a <laughs> uh, slight penalty to any future intelligence tests for the rest of the scene. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst that can happen from throwing the biological equivalent of uranium-235 into a town's water supply? Fine. Looks Dr. over knows exactly what's what uh, the problem is, is that if that starts leaching elsewhere, there's going to be a long list of problems for if this if the water table here starts contaminating other water tables elsewhere. Uh, the well water enough is. Well, let's just put it this way. We don't want this to become patient zero, if you will for a ghoul outbreak across the entirety of the Mojave. So we shut off the water. It's a good possibility. I don't know on how much more of the water that has already escaped, though. Well, if water's already escaped, then it's already kind of out of our hands. Tell you what, I'll see what I can figure out with this broadcasting antenna here. Chanel can check out the mechanic shop and I'll just shout really loud if I find something. Otherwise, I'll just head over there when I'm done. Um, Sounds good. Chanel, do you know if Maisie smells any more ghouls, uh, mm -hmm. live ones? Maisie. If you'd like to roll for Maisie's keen senses, feel free to roll uh, 2d20 with a difficulty uh, number of, well, the target number of uh, six. Um, the dichotomy the duality of man. <laughs> so, uh, two successes, but a complication. And a complication. Does, does Maisie have luck? Can I reroll that 20 for her? <laughs> I would say that Maisie has a singular point of luck because she is a very good girl. 
That's true. Then she's got the best dang actress in the whole entirety of HHS. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like she's really a dog. There we go. Three successes. <laughs> Would have been way funnier if you rolled another 20. <laughs> Is this so. a tagged skill for Maisie? This snip. This is just Maisie's perception. <laughs> I think if a dog had a tagged skill, it would probably be in smelling things, yes. Yeah. So, Maisie Speed. is able to sniff around and, like, looks in a direction and gives a, like, very soft. Like, there might be something in that direction. But with how soft it was, it doesn't seem like it's very close. So for in the immediate vicinity, you're in the clear. All right, I think we are good. Wonderful. Except from the ambient radiation, but. Well, you know. There's only so much you can do about that. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah, I ain't feeling too good. I'd prefer we didn't spend a whole bunch of extra time in here. Um, might be good to just get what we need to do, get it done as fast as possible. Get out. Right. Um, if you'd like, Cater, I will stay with you, and I can provide some assistance. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll come down with you, Chanel. Yes, thank you. Uh, go team. Alrighty, so I am not a very good leader. I apologize. <laughs> I would like to start off with a test of of intelligence and science from Carter and the good doctor. You all, you two can choose who's going to be leading this. Carter, you're going to be, your uh, target number is unfortunately going to be uh, two points lower because your head hurts from thinking so hard about uh, what could, what the ambient uh, radiation and other poisons fleeching off of a glowing one's body in the water table did. All right, I'll give, uh, I'll give the doctor a hand. Okay, so you will roll 1d20, the doctor will roll 2. Um, if possible... Oh, that'll work. Uh, fuck it. Well, I'll give him a success at least. I'm gonna re-roll those, cause fuck this noise. Take down my luck points. Hey, two successes. Uh, three successes, actually, because it's a tag skill. And one from Carter. So four success total. Adding two points to the action point pool. Uh, is that plus a six? I think so. I think it should. Yes, I yeah. believe it does. Yes. So, with so much... Uh, brain power at work here. 
you're able to quickly fi uh, figure out a way to stop the water from flowing from this water tower. And you are certain that there will be no more contamination from this water tower. Whatever is there will have just have to leach off naturally. Hopefully it doesn't reach out to other water tables. You can't really do anything about what's already been spread around. But you you've halted it from getting any worse. Good job, Mr. Sounds Carter. good. And to you, Doctor, and to you. Also, I would like a roll of perception and sneak from Carter. That'd be two successes, maybe more. I forget if that's tagged for me. It is not tagged, so two successes. You look up and you look at the water tower and you can see where a uh, device has been attached to the side of the water tower itself. Hey, look up there. Hmm? Hmm. Yeah, it looks like our friend the mad scientist might have stuck that on there. I'm going to have a look-see. Um, okay, don't fall. Um, I can heal many wounds. Two broken legs in the Mojave is not, not ideal. He's already like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, he's not even this thing. Lovely. It's just like being back in the practice at home. I would like a roll of, let's go ahead and call it Strength and Athletics for climbing up the water tower. There is a the remains of a ladder to help you get most of the way, so the difficulty's not super high, but I still require you to make the rest like the way beyond the ladder on your own merit, Carter. Oh, re-roll those. Okie dokie. I do not succeed, but I also don't complicate anything, so... So, you just get to the ladder, and you and you look up, and you're like, oh, oh, there's more. So you're just kind of, like, stuck there. You don't get any further. You don't fall. But you need to, like, take a second to really gather yourself to just be like, okay, free climbing. <sighs> I don't like it. But I don't have any rope. But we can see if there might be something in the junk. Let's see if we can get some rope from the junk. Make okay. it a lot easier. There is definitely uh, enough junk back there that has... It's not exactly strong rope, but there's, like, uh, decent enough ropes that, like, were used to sort of, like, tie curtains back that if you put them together, that you could at least get a, a strong enough rope that it would be able to help you get the rest of the way up there if you throw it up there and then maybe start climbing. Excellent. Okay. So then I will need a, another test, and if you want to use your action points, feel free to do so. I'm gonna. Okay, how many are you gonna use? You can get up to five dice it's with <laughs> five uh, action points. It's Is it only five? Yes, yeah, so it's the third yes. die is one action point, the fourth die is two, and then the fifth die is another two. 
Now, how many action points do we currently have? Six. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna use uh, two to get two extra dice. Uh, three. Three. Sorry. Hey, look, that's two successes. Alrighty. With the with one extra success going back to the action pool, you are able to get up to the device and just sort of like take it. It's like beeping and like you see a little an- extra antenna on top of it just sort of spinning to send out the, the signal and you just sort of like pull and it just sort of like tugs and tugs back at you for a second and you pull and you almost like fall back off of the water tower, but regain your balance. It was it looks like it was attached with some sort of like putty almost. Oh, huh. Well, I think I got it. Good. Now come down. I think I will. And with that, we're going to zoom over to Iris and Chanel. I would like both of you to go ahead and give me perception and uh, survival test, please. Oh, done so well with these in the past. Uh, hell yeah, epic. Let's. <laughs> hell yeah. We got one success. Zero. <laughs> Okay, so Chanel, you are just trucking along thinking that you're going to have a grand old time. And Iris, you with your paranoia have been keeping your eye, your eyes out, your head on a swivel and you stop Chanel right before she would walk into a tripwire that is not connected to an explosive but looks to be connected to what would be a single shot shotgun that was hidden under a bunch of debris. I hate it out here. You do not have the best of luck with traps, do you? I don't do this on a normal basis. I drive my truck went from different places in this dumpster fire. You know, put me put me in a vehicle. Put me in front of people. That's what I'm good at. I'm not good at searching through dust and dirt and sand that'll get in my ass later. Well, uh, you any good with a gun? No. You want a gun just in case? Yeah. My, my, my. Sure. Who knows? Maybe I'll find out I have some hidden talent with it or something. At the very least, I'm fairly certain this thing's loaded, so. Yeah, it takes like no no skill at all. You're able to just pull it out of the, uh, like, bracing that it's on. And mm-hmm. it is a uh, decent enough 12 gauge shotgun. Only has the one shell, though. Hmm. HD. Well, well uh, 
guess it'll work until I can get back to my workbench. Make more explosives. Um. Uh, well, we should, uh, should get back in, uh, in, into it. Uh, uh, think that we might be able to find actually something decent in the shop, considering that it seems to be a place that he used to frequent quite a bit. Well, that or he's still there. Which seems unlikely, but... Never say never. Didn't exactly seem to be the most stable person, so... Yeah. Okay, so you head a little bit further along. No more traps, thankfully. But there is a door that when you go to check it, it's locked. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> That's the best way to put that. Uh, y'all mind if I spend an action point for an extra die just in case? Go forth and do it. All right. it. I'm gonna go ahead and use a bobby pin because I have so fucking many. Fair enough. And those only break when you fail. That's, uh, only fail if you roll, only break if you roll a complication, I think. Oh, that's, yeah. that's three successes. So that's two action points back to the pool because you use the bobby pin. All right. <laughs> then again, point gain two points, you know. Yeah. So you just jimmy with the lock a little bit. It is a little bit stronger than the padlock was. If this one. The lock is new, even if the door isn't. But you hear that same satisfying click, and you are able to turn the knob and pull the door open. And inside, you see that what was an old, like, automotive uh, repair shop has been... Uh, kitted out and retro and refitted to be a robot repair shop. What was a sort of a general atomic shop has been outfitted instead with a whole bunch of Robco tools and uh, stations for where protectrons would be like charged and iBots would be charged as well. You see all kinds of tools, not on only that you would that Chanel has seen there are also a whole a few more tools that uh, Iris remembers. Uh, does there seem to be anybody or anything here uh, that might cause us problems? As you focus and listen, and as you look around, and Maisie sniffs around, doesn't seem so. Maisie seems content and uh, happy, wagging her tail a little bit as she looks about. Doesn't seem like anyone is here. Alright, I think we're good. Okay. Be careful. Doesn't seem like there's anybody here, but... You make one wrong move and next thing you know, you're surrounded, so... Alright, um, maybe, maybe it's best if we start just digging around to see if we can find any, like, clues on this guy's whereabouts. Um, it seems like he's been here 
semi-recently at least. Yeah, within the last couple of weeks. I'd also like to know where he came from, if we can find any information about because he said it was, he had a long trek here, so that might give us some more kill on too. Yeah, I mean, sure, we, we can, we can, we can poke around. Um. Okay, so if you want to just poke around and, and basically scavenge for clues, I will take a perception and survival, unless you have a different skill that you think you'd like to utilize. Can I barter with the clues to just appear? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you could utilize repair to maybe figure out a little bit more about the various tools he has access to. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Perception and science? Uh, I would actually allow intelligent perception and science if you want to know a little bit more about the science he's working with, or there is another Robco terminal here that you can use intelligence and science to hack into it. Oh. I think it's best if we wait for either the Doc or Carter. Um, I will totally uh, try to get some information on that science he's working on, though. Okay, go ahead. Science. Also, uh, Chanel, Maisie is assisting you. You get one free die. Hey, so 3d20? Yeah. That's one success. Can I ask, do you guys mind if I use an action point to get another die? Yeah, go for it. Let's see. Let's see what four dice get me. All 20. Please. <laughs> How many complications can we roll? Oh god, I'm going to set up the entire one. (laughs) And I'll stop there for intellectual property sakes. Ah, bollocks. One, one success. Okay. So. You know a lot of the tools that are here. You haven't done a whole lot of robot repair yourself, but Occasionally, there's someone who comes in with like a trader who has a Mr. Gutsy or a Mr. Handy going along with him that you just sort of get little dents out of. Yeah, the, the most exotic one was when I had to remove the dents out of the Mr. Fisto, but I didn't ask too many questions there. You're wondering why you had why why the Garrets came to you of all people out in the middle of the sticks, but they paid well, so they paid well and they paid a hush hush fee, so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The tools here are a lot of the stuff that would be used to sort of repair robots. But you also see some tools that look a lot similar to what uh Dr. Becker and the and the doctor back at Lilybell utilize. Tools hmm. that are a mix of sort of science uh probing tools, but also just medical tools. And Iris, you said you got a success, I believe. Yes. You see a lot of the science going on here is largely robotic in nature. But there's also an an air of organic to it. Like you can see that there are notes about robo brains. 
and about how they were made and how the how the way that they were made was flawed because they all went crazy so quickly. And the science behind this, just from what you're from what you know, seems solid as to working to keep the personality of the person in a RoboBrain in check. But you also notice a few notes that are on stationery that has a very familiar insignia of the Institute. Hmm. Well, I think, uh, I think I figured out where he came from. Where? Massachusetts. Bless you. Others out of the country. Got it. Oh, it... I think I've heard of that that place before. Um, yeah, the Commonwealth. Commonwealth, right, right. Mm-hmm. I got I got a couple of people who came up trading from uh from that uh part of the country. Uh, odd bunch of people had really weird accents. I didn't like it. Um, what would a guy from the Commonwealth be doing all the way up here? running from something? Yeah, but ain't that a little bit bizarre? I mean, I, I get it. Stuff's rough nowadays, but, uh, is it really rough enough to run across the country like that? It depends on what kind of shit he got himself into. Hmm. I, looking at what he's going through, going over and doing, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of different instruments. I mean, some robotic shit, some uh, some medicinal gear. I'm pretty sure I've seen the doc use that once or twice. Um, yeah, he's trying to put a personality into a robo brain without it going haywire. Hmm. Better than what I thought he was doing. What was that? I thought that he was trying to put pieces of robots into him. You know, like how some some people do with them uh, with them uh, uh, special doctors. Oh yeah, like cybernetics, cybernetics, stuff uh, like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Great. Well, it doesn't. I, I mean, that's I... not completely out of the picture, but. You can go crazy if you try to do specific surgeries to yourself with no proper training um, or too much proper training. I don't know. I'm not sure what this guy's deal is, but I don't like it. I don't think we should give this information to those knights, though. At least not. And she'll point at the insignia. Not that. Hmm. What's that? Uh, my best guess is that's the group that this guy came from. Hmm. Or the group that this guy's running from. Depends. I'm not sure. Hmm. 
don't know, Miss Iris. Uh, I was in a. I, this is a little bit out of my ballpark. Um, I'm not that smart when it comes to things that are outside the home. So I'm going to trust your word on this. Uh, if he's if he's a, got what I think he's got going on, then well, this ought to be interesting, to say the least. Mm. Uh, we should go get we should go get the other two. See if they can get into this computer. I might be able to get into the computer. You want to give it a shot? Why not? And She's gonna crack her knuckles and um we're gonna try to jailbreak the computer. Alrighty, give me a roll of intelligence and science. Uh, I will happily assist if I'm allowed to. Excellent. And of course, if you want to spend action points, feel free. Uh, back at four? Yes. Three. Uh Three, because Legacy spent one. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right, yeah. You don't mind if I spend one more? Go for it. Yep, go for it. it. Uh, see here yeah uh i uh no no successes oh shit i i should have rolled oh well. well chanel unfortunately got gets uh <laughs> locked out but after a minute uh if iris wishes iris can try yeah, I'll give it a shot. I would also like to spend a point for uh, an extra die. I swear, one of these days we're going to be dealing with uh, with actual people, and uh, then, then I'll actually be able to contribute something. <laughs> I got two successes. All right. With the two successes, you are able to lock uh get past the low lockout and into this system there seem to be old schematics some for Robobrain, some for uh upgraded protectrons one for a slightly upgraded secure uh sentry bot and there seems to be notes on how to alter the process that are used to make robo-brains to fit the actual brain case onto a different robot body. Specifically that of an Assaultron. There is also a singular log uh, listed here. And it reads 
I'm going to have to go back to the vault soon. There's not enough for me to work with out here. The vault has a cleaner place for me to work on the surgery. The auto dock is almost back to being fully operational. I haven't been able to find exactly what I need, but I think I should have enough thanks to my new friends over at the Big Empty. Just for a little bit of scientific know-how and some gadgets, they were willing to give me similar substances to what keeps them alive, which should keep my brain as it needs to be when I move to my new form. Father, <laughs> what a crock. Moving on to trying to emulate life itself from a test tube. The robots were better. Gen 2s were pure. They could think if he just put enough time and effort into them. But after two pr prototypes run haywire, he just scrapped the whole project. And then it just degrades into rambling about uh, the members of the higher ups of the Institute having basically shut him out because he was focused more on Gen 2s than trying to move on to Gen 3s. Here's two babies. Uh, Iris does like actually like scoff, like half scoff, half like laugh, like <laughs> great, 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 great. Yeah, <laughs> great, yeah. <laughs> What's so great about it? How well can you keep a secret? Um, well, pretty well. How well is pretty well? Let's just say I know a lot more than what I let on. Yeah, so all these, all this talk of, uh, you know, Gen 2, keep things that keep them alive, all that shit. Mm -hmm. So that's all. Uh, she'll tap the insignia again. That's all stuff that the Institute dealt with. Over in the Commonwealth. Hmm. This guy... seems to have a problem with newer models. Doesn't like that they're too human. Too organic. So he's trying to make himself craft himself to a robot thinking that things that keep sense alive are gonna help him adapt which is I don't think that's gonna work so he's trying to kind of um craft himself an, basically a, a new super body. Seems like he's trying to put himself, attach himself to an assault tribe. Oh. 
Yeah. That can't be. That can't be good. Problem is, Gen 2 synths kind of had a habit of going haywire. Mm. That's part of the reason that the Gen 3 started. Because they were more stable. So, I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to piece all this together. So, um, there are robots that have human bodies, like fleshy bodies. Not exactly robots. That's not. Pardon, we don't really deal with that type of stuff over here. Um, uh, so pardon me for being a bit ignorant or confused, I guess. Um, well, if you ask the Brotherhood of Steel, we're robots, but. Okay. So the Brotherhood of Steel don't wait. Hold on. You, we, what? Huh? Oh my god, you're one of- you're- you're, uh, thin? Thin. I- Technically? But... Well, there's a reason I'm all the way out here and not back in the Commonwealth. Nate. Little bit of- little bit of- people like this guy a little bit of those knights out there uh, well Miss Iris you ain't got nothing to worry about not with me at least and if them brotherhood steel try to hurt you you got me and Maisie we ain't got much but uh they'll have two more bodies that they gotta hit before they can get to you that's appreciated. But yeah, so almost entirely organic. Uh, hmm. Quite literally grown from a test tube. Um, kind of cool. Yeah. It'd be cooler if the people in charge weren't. Uh... Bash it? Yeah. Yeah, well. You know, everybody's but, gone a little crazy nowadays, so. But that doesn't alleviate one of my worries. This guy is a synth. Which means he's probably not feeling too great after spending time in this area. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't feeling too good either. I'm all yeah. flesh. Not even the good type of flesh. But, yeah. Alright, I think we got what we need. Yeah. Um, before we go, and, uh, um, <laughs> Chanel kind of looks around at all the different, like, supplies and, like, um, crafting materials and, and, uh, fun bits and bobs. You want to make this guy's life a little bit more difficult? I'm all for that. Oh, wonderful. Um, and she's just going to start like putting like different types of components, materials, like ingredients into her pockets and um, 
um, tying some to like Maisie's collar and having her go up <laughs> for, for delivery. <laughs> um, uh, she's basically going to ransack this guy for everything that he's got that she can use to craft bombs with. <laughs> Fair enough. There are enough tools here that you could basically ha have a uh, moving uh, <clears throat> workbench that could be used for crafting chems, mm -hmm. craft uh, medical supplies, bombs, and there's even enough here that you could probably craft some uh, gun parts and such. But you would probably that would take a little bit more doing, and for people who have skill or who are skilled enough with working with weapons. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, if this guy comes back, he is going to be real upset about this. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, also, going to grab the like physical notes. Fair enough. Um, and specifically the, the stationery with the Institute symbol on it. She's going to fold up and put into her pocket. Okay. And you all head on out of there after ransacking this place and uh, pissing all over his couch, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I send Maisie to take a literal piss on his couch. Fair enough. So you head out and head back to the water tower where you see that uh, the good doctor and Mr. Carter have a weird electronic doodad that is about the size of like a large Bible, basically. I, I thought we were not trying to bring back more junk. Well, this is the transmitters near as I can tell. No, and he points to the two ladies approaching with their oh. pockets just full of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was the idea, but well, and there's a difference. So be it. There's a difference between junk and tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Look, I got a doodad. Take it. That's our. Uh... It seems to be the uh, the hookup, uh, at least the transmitter. Yes. Well, transmission extender, but. Hmm. Hmm. I figure we load everything up, we get the hell out of here while we can. Yeah, yeah, we should, uh, we should get going. Mm-hmm. Good so, news, though, once we get out of here, we do have some anti-radiation drugs. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. Also, uh, I think this guy might have come from the east. What What's makes east? you say that? Um... Oh, some notes I found uh, yeah. seem to seem to point to a presence that's over on the East Coast. Yeah, we found some stupid mug that had the big I heart the Commonwealth on it. I don't know. What's the Commonwealth? Uh, someplace uh, up north, I guess. That's the uh, East and Seaboard, uh, Mr. Carter. All right. Um, do you have these notes? Or in uh, the uh, taking of all the tools, did you uh, decide to burn what was left? I mean, all that's left is on that guy's computer over in the machine shop, which is no longer a machine shop. It's, uh, it's a robotics workshop. 
Slightly so disappointed. That would make sense, I suppose. Um, alright. One more thing. Yeah? Do you know about any vaults nearby? Yeah, sure. Specifically, high-tech ones. That's for Solomon to tell me. Uh, you knew of your own vault with Vulture 33. Most of the vaults didn't really keep in contact with one another. Yeah, I figured like there's people know about 13 because of the Vault Dweller. Mm-hmm. People know and 13. the Chosen One. 15 yeah. is also known about just because it was like dead, and I think some nukes got hauled out of it. But beyond yep. that, uh, yeah. as far as the West Coast goes, those are the really the only ones that people really know about. They also know about Vault 21, but that's only just because that's the one that's in the strip. It, it, yeah, it's like it's under Mr. House's house. Yep. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but could be one out there I don't know about. Ah, uh, well, there's gotta be, because that's where this guy's heading. Well. Um, <laughs> I could ask around. Um, You know, we, we do get uh, vault dwellers a lot back at home. People who come by trading supplies all the time. Yeah, we should, uh, we should get our new friends back. Mm. Too, I wonder so. if yeah, they might actually should. know as well. Perhaps they receive some sort of uh, radio transmission from the vault. Well, we'll uh, have to quiz them after we get out of here and div- divvy up the rat away. Yeah, let's mm. get out of here. This place is uncomfortable to say the least all right everyone heading back to the truck you all are able to pile in easily enough chanel and Maisie up front everyone else in back and you are able to drive on out of here and head on back to the 188 trading post it is a bit of a haul using what's left of the food and water that you were given by uh, Scribe Portnoy. Thankfully, you don't have to dig into your, any of your own specific reserves. You were just able to utilize what was left of the stuff that he gave you since he basically weighed himself down to the point of being over-encumbered and walking across the entirety of Mojave and in that intense state. <laughs> yeah. Um, Night Helen, Night Arthur. Yeah. Do either of you know of a high-tech vault somewhere in the vicinity of where we were? High-tech vault. I need to make a roll for the knights. Dum 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 dum. Oh, Arthur is, but let's see if you can do anything. As he rolls a one. He, he is not in the uh, the top 10 of the smartest of the Mojave. No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. And Knight Layton also rolls a one. All right. There's like, well, there were a few vaults around the Mojave, Vault 22, which had all the plant shit going on. I still don't know about that one. Vault 21, but uh, that's full of concrete now. 
High tech. Especially uh, anything that has to deal with the robots. Yes. There was one that was actually sort of weird from our reports. It was like Voltec partnered with uh, Robco to sort of establish a vault where there would be Robco like staff and their family is taken care of by a bunch of Robco robots. I think that was Vault that... 25. Oh, that sounds that... like the one. Sounds like a oh. vendor, yes. Okay, never mind. Um, we uh, still get everybody back. Yes, that first, but then afterwards, Vault 25. And also some good rest for everyone as well. This has been arduous. And you all head on back. I would like one more roll of perception and piloting from Chanel, please. As as it is getting a little bit later, Maisie has abandoned the shotgun seat and moved over to curl up in Chanel's lap while she's driving. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one success. And that is enough to make it so that you're able to easily get back into the Mojave proper, and you can see the lights of the strip in the distance as you are heading to back to the 188 trading post. And that is where we are going to say goodnight for the evening. Hurrah! Auf Wiedersehen, mein Freund. <laughs> <laughs>